Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 16. I can't, I can't believe we've made it all the way to 16. Oh, yeah. At this point, it's 100 or nothing. Yeah, dude. Totally. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you're listening today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and you've chosen to listen to Five Cats, Two Pussies. We've got a sweet episode for Sweet 16. We're going to talk about auras. Auras. We're going to talk about lavender. Ooh, lavender. And before we get into any of that, I'm going to talk about moose. Moose? <laughs> Who the heck is moose? <laughs> so in the ever-evolving uh, saga of Django has many names, um, we've decided he is now moose. So he's gone from Django to trash cat or trasher um, to dragon and now moose. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and so, I uh, on the moose front, uh, being a trash cat, he eats everything. And so yesterday I thought to myself, wouldn't it be delicious to have some moose meat tacos for dinner? I'll take the moose meat out of the freezer, kindly provided by, uh, Dan's stepdad. And I will like thaw it in a container. I was smart. I knew I've learned my lesson. If you just put the like parcel of meat on the counter, he will eat it. So I thought, I'll put it in a sealed Tupperware container. It'll be fine. And yes, I know that that's not like the world's greatest way to thaw meat, but it was only going to be up there for a few hours. And so I left for the day and then came home to find the container upside down, opened on the floor with the package of moose meat having been eaten. Probably like an ounce. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I think that leads us to assume there's only really one culprit. And then that was really solidified this morning. How has, how, how have his poops been? Um, I, I haven't noticed any change in his poops at this point. I mean, he's got an iron stomach, so. Yeah, I think cats are kind of built for raw meat. Too. Yeah. I mean, it's not great for them to just jump into eating a whole bunch of raw meat, yeah. but I did check to make sure <laughs> that that wasn't like a stomach pumping situation. And yeah, turns out that raw moose meat is fine. Um, it can be a bit of a shock to their system, but I don't think anything will shock his system. Wow. Um, How was it confirmed this morning? So this morning, I put it in the trash can. <laughs> I pushed it way down in the middle of the, like a tall trash can that sits next to nothing else. This is always the biggest thing. It sits next to nothing else. It's like one of those like tall, like 16-gallon, like rectangular trash cans. Pushed it way down in the middle. Covered it with like, I put some paper towels and other shit on top of like other garbage on top of it. This morning when I get up to feed the cats, he's sitting in the hall looking at me, licking his lips. <laughs> I go into the kitchen. I know at that point, I know exactly what's happened. <laughs> I go into the kitchen and the package of moose meat is on the kitchen floor and he's eaten probably another three ounces. Oh, wow. And what's most amazing about all of this is he doesn't knock over the garbage can. He doesn't remove anything else from the trash can. He, like, somehow, I don't know what he stands on. I assume the window ledge next to it. Probably, And then puts his yeah. little paws. But I'm just imagining him, like, all four paws on the, like, edge of the trash can with, like, a headlamp and, like, <laughs> some sort of, like, articulated limb getting down. Like, he doesn't disturb any of the other trash. And he pulled it. It's, I mean, it was like a pound of moose meat. It's a heavy package out of the can without knocking the can over, without making any noise, without, like, n like even the paper towel sitting on top of it, which is light and fluffy didn't like get disturbed it was exactly as left 
the moose meat was on the floor. Wow. One of these days he's going to learn to cover his tracks and then you're really going to be in trouble. <laughs> I'm just glad <laughs> that he ate it on the kitchen floor rather than dragging it like through the house under the bed or something like that. Because then I wouldn't have noticed right away. I would have been like, what's that smell? What's Dan that farts? Like, smell? Where yeah. are these maggots coming from? Oh, God. From? <laughs> so, yes. So now he's he's moose. He's He's a big fatty fat fat. And... I'm. I think it's both intriguing and cute, but now also kind of annoying. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a bummer, dude. Yeah. So Mooser, yeah, just really gets into that trash can all nimbly bimbly. Maybe he summons it out of the trash can, and I have no idea. He's like a maybe tiny alien. But yeah. So in the ever ongoing saga, let's head more on moose meat. <laughs> the list of things that that uh, that Django eats. We also had um, we had a listener. Share on we shared on our Instagram this week uh, a couple of her cats. So uh, shout out to Kate who shared pictures of Blake and Xander along with what they eat and don't eat. So you can check those out on our Instagram, which is five C two P Pod. And as always, if you want to drop us a line on Instagram or send us an email, five C two P Pod. We'd love to hear from you. You can add us. You can tag us. You can email us. Whatever you'd like to do. Totally, man. Uh, back in a minute with some auras. Auras, yeah. yeah. See you soon, witches. Ooh. Crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> Swallowed a fly as we're jumping uh, into this segment, which is great. <laughs> so much protein. Uh, so for those of you uh, listening... We did light our ritual candle. We didn't forget. Well, we forgot, and then we lit it. Uh, yes. So now it is lit, and we are ready to talk about auras. Yeah, dude, totally ready. Couldn't be more ready. And that fly is, like, stuck in my throat. I've got a shot of whiskey here. That I'm, so I want to let you uh, share a little bit about auras, because I feel like this is your right, field dude. of expertise. I mean, it's, I don't, it's not really a field of expertise for me, but... The first time I saw an aura, I remember I was probably like 16 or 17 years old and I was driving with my mom and my sisters from Los Angeles to Sacramento and I was sitting in the front seat and I was staring at the mountains ahead and I was just staring and then all of a sudden there was like this purple kind of like haze around the mountains and I was like, whoa, that's weird. And I kept like looking away and then looking back. And I was like, mom, do you see that? There was like this weird purple haze around the mountains. And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not to derail your story, but I'm going to derail your story for a second. Uh-huh. I thought auras were like people only. And you saw no, like, dude. a mountain aura. Yeah. I mean, you can even see auras off of objects. Auras really? are, it's energy. Okay, yeah. So this is going to lead to my next question of, like, what is an aura? So an aura is basically, like, I mean, and there are a number of ways to describe it, I think. But basically, it's, like, a vibrational frequency or, like, an electromagnetic energy field surrounding a person or an animal or an object or whatever. Um, Everything gives off energy. It's like your vibes, dude. It's your vibes. (laughs) Okay. So... So you saw mountain auras and they were purple. Yeah, I didn't know that was an aura. And I was like, whoa, there's like this purple haze around the mountains. And she was like, oh, I bet you're seeing the aura of the mountains. Your mom is so cool. Fucking weird, man. But ever since then, I've like practiced on myself. Not all the time. Once in a while. I'm not super great at it, but I know how to do it. 
Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you had sort of mentioned to me randomly uh, through conversation that you could read auras. And this is something that, like, I've I've had my aura unintentionally, un, unprovoked uh, read professionally once. Like, I had somebody just read my aura and tell me what color it was. And, like, I don't know. Maybe they were just trying to sell me stuff at the store that I was in. But uh, it's definitely something that, like, I used to think, probably in my early 20s, um, that I could do was, like, see colors around people if I like sort of unfocused my gaze on them yeah dude I'm sure if you thought that you could you probably could right and I was like oh it's an aura but I didn't really know what I was doing because no I think that's probably (laughs) exactly what you were seeing uh cool so uh I'm curious like do like if aura is your energy does it like obviously it changes from person to person but does it change like like who I am now is not who I was, you know, three or four years ago. It's not who I'm going to be in 10 years kind right. of thing. Like, does my aura change with me? It can. Totally, dude. Mine changes for sure. I, I, I'll do like a self aura reading on myself. Maybe. I don't know. There's no like specific amount of time that I do. It just, you know, what, some days I think of it and some days I don't. Um, usually <laughs> my aura is of a specific color. Okay. 98% of the time. Um, Some days it changes. Some months it changes. It has changed throughout my life. Also, where it, at one point in my life, when I was younger, it was predominantly, you know, this color. And and it has changed to be predominantly this color now. Cool. Yeah. But it's not like a mood ring. It doesn't change because, like, I'm angry right now. It's, like, this color and I'm happy tomorrow, so it's that color. I mean, I think it can, but I don't think that it's, it's like a mood ring like that. I think that the change will happen, you know, over you know, a period of days or months. Um, I suppose that it could happen if you're like in an ultra, ultra dark mood on some day, but, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think so. Yeah. I guess I always, um, associated it with more, less, less of a mood and more of, um, like more of like who you are as a person, right? Like your state of being in that right. point of your life, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of more how I associate it too. Cool. Um, so I am curious. Do you think this is something that anyone can do, yeah. or really? Oh, totally. So you don't need to like be gifted in reading, no. or you can learn how to do it. No, dude. I mean, if I could, if I could do it, staring at mountains when I was a teenager then i feel like anybody could do it right but an argument could be made that you're like resonating on a higher frequency yourself kind of thing and therefore oh, more potentially in tune to seeing it like, i mean some people see ghosts and some people don't well yeah that's true that's true i don't I, I i don't know i feel like those two things are so completely separate though that it's like i i feel like people who can see ghosts or spirits are definitely more in tune with um a certain plane than other people are whereas auras are it's energy that's built up around us and i i think that if you practice looking for that energy that you could absolutely see it so you can i I think that some people are probably more gifted would i be correct in saying that i think it's probably easier for some people to read them um like for me it it can take a little bit only because my eyes get kind of wonky when i'm looking for it um but it's um, something that you could practice. It's a learned art. 
So like like drawing or spellcraft, like you can practice it and be better at it, kind of thing. I think so. Cool. I don't know if everybody would agree with me, but I oh. think so. Yeah. You know, here's the nice thing: it's our podcast. Totally. <laughs> so we get to say what we think. <laughs> We're not always right. We're not always but. right, but yeah, no, I think that anybody could do it, and I think that if anybody, um, pra- like, and you can like look up on the internet, like this is how. And and we'll get into this at some point during this episode, and and I'll be like, this is how I do it. Sure. Um, and maybe other people have other ways of doing it, but they, yeah, people can look it up on the internet and just be like, oh, this is how this person does it. I'm going to try it out. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm certainly curious if any of our listeners uh, have ever had their aura read and what they thought of that, as well as you know if they can read auras and how they they do it. Um, you know, it was the few times that I sort of remember thinking about it, it was always myself. Uh, and it was usually like standing in front of a mirror. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, you know, looking at my reflection kind of thing. Yeah, dude, that's one way to do it for sure. Cool. cool. For sure. Um, I've done it that way. It's a little difficult for me to focus on my face because I start to like look at my face and be like, oh, this eyelid is drippier than the <laughs> other or, or, oh, why is your nostril flaring so when did that pimple show up? <laughs> and it gets a little difficult for me to focus on my head. Um, so the way I do it is, uh, I'll look at my hand. Okay. Uh, now you showed me earlier today how to do this, like with, with the method that you use, but I want you to describe sort of like how, like how it feels to you when you're going through the practice of reading your hand. Okay. So yeah, I look at my hand because it's, it doesn't have facial features. So I get, I'm less distracted. (laughs) Um, And I prefer natural light. Uh, Natural light is more diffused. So there's not too much of one color in there. So I feel like you can get a more true reading as to what the color of your aura is. I think that makes sense. Um, and I try to place my hand against a white background. I don't have to, but it makes it a little bit easier to see the true color, I think. So, so like a white piece of paper kind of thing. Yeah, a white piece of paper or a sheet or a white wall in a room. Um, so what I'll do is I'll just I'll stick my hand out and I'll, I stare at it. I okay. stare at it and I let my gaze soften, soften, soften. <laughs> That's what I liked when you, so you're like when you were walking me through this, um, and, and you said like let your gaze soften. That is like that was a great description of exactly like what like I I said like unfocused kind of thing. So like, but, that, but it's weird. It's you're, the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different descriptor. Yeah, and I thought it was a great descriptor of like softening because for me. I need to like I need to focus on one point without focusing on that point. Exactly. So like I'm not actually looking for me when I tried this, I didn't actually look at my hand. Right. I looked at like a space between like just between my fingers. Right. Um because if I looked at just my hand then I was like boring a hole in the skin of the back of my hand and and you're right I'm doing the like was that vein always that bumpy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but if I look at a space between my fingers, I'm not really focusing on any one thing and I'm taking in the whole and like you said, letting your vision soften to absorb everything and see nothing at the same time. And I thought that was really cool. Exactly. I tend to look at um, like the outer edge of a finger that has the least amount of shadow. 
when I look at it so yeah, that the cool. shadow isn't okay. obstructing any any color. Right. And you have me take off my rings, too. Yeah, I like to do it uh, sans jewelry because I jewelry is just, it's distracting to me. Right. I think that it may not be distracting to other people, but for me, it is distracting. Well, do you think as well, because I wear um, very specific jewelry, but one of the things that I wear is a rose quartz ring, and I wear it on specific fingers for specific reasons kind of thing, and d- like... Do you think that, you know, if you did a reading where, I don't know, I was wearing a, like, an onyx ring or a tourmaline ring or something like that where it's, like, blocking certain psychic energies that you would get a different reading? Perhaps. I think that it could. Um, I think that your your body is giving off a certain color energy no matter what you're wearing. Cool. Like, your yeah. your body as a whole. So... Uh, perhaps I think that um, if you're seeing a different color on one finger as opposed to the next, it's probably just the blurring of that color ring kind of mixing itself in there. Fair. Um, I think that one of my other sort of thoughts around this or questions in reading a hand, I think like you can get an aura reading, but a lot of the things that I had read were, you know, obviously reading like sort of a whole body mm-hmm. and having different colors associated with different chakras and different right. zones of your body. So if you're reading a hand, you know, how do you think that that differs, you know, from reading like a whole body uh, in the truthfulness? Well, your hands aren't really aligned with a chakra, I don't think. Um, I don't know enough about them to say. Uh, auras, I. Auras are believed to be aligned with the chakras, but the chakras, there's seven of them, and they run um, along the spinal cord. Right. Like from your head down to, I don't know, like your pelvis. Yeah. Yeah, down to to your groin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think that as far as your hand goes and and with that, the chakra, it might not have too much to do with that. Okay. So if somebody's like trying this out and practicing like myself trying to be like oh can I do this or not doing it on your hand isn't like a fake reading or a false reading it's just I don't think so it's just a more concentrated small area to start with while you get good at it yeah absolutely cool awesome you think it's easier to read your own versus somebody else because you read mine earlier today too I did for me it was easier to read my own okay just because you're more in tune with yourself I'm more in tune with myself mine showed up brighter to me than yours did um, but also like, I feel weird doing other people's too, because I'm like, oh my God, I'm staring too long and they're getting bored and it's weird and I'm staring at them and <laughs> oh, uh, fair. that's fair. <laughs> so I think that's why, like with myself, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. Everything's okay. cool. Cool. Um, so, so you walked me through how to do, uh, an aura reading using natural light and a white piece of paper and my ringless hand. And, uh, I, I looked up a bunch of like what the different colors means um, before the before the reading before we decided to do this episode because I was really curious and I definitely want to compare and contrast meanings because I found like a lot of different websites and a lot of different books had different meanings associated with different colors and um, we both well I, I won't spoil the surprise here but one of the things that I went into this thinking was. I want a specific color. <laughs> so I wanted, like, I was curious. Un- not unlike a mood ring where it's like, it doesn't, yeah, it changes with your mood, but it changes with the body heat and the circulatory, whatever, because your mood changes and the way your blood changes with your mood. Um, it affects a mood ring. Uh, I almost took it more like a one of those um, 
ITENFJ whatever tests. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what they're called, but uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact pers- I, I, like, yeah. letters. That, but yeah, personality. I, yeah, it was. Test. I I yeah. took it more as a personality test because I can fake those, and I can generally, I, I can generally choose answers that will give me a specific outcome. And I, so I was thinking things while doing this, trying to get a specific outcome, <laughs> thinking purple, 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 purple. <laughs> right. Did dude. not get purple. <laughs> but you know, what's fucking crazy is that for both of us, because you and I both read your hand, right. you and I both read my hand. Right. And each of us got the same color, not, not the same color specifically for right. each of us, but you and I both got the same color while, while reading your hand. Yes. And then we each got the same color while reading my hand. So yes. that's what I find particularly interesting. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, so going through this process, um, one of the things that like was really uh, sort of neat was you put your hand on the paper. And it, maybe if you're listening at home, like open a window and grab a white sheet of paper and like give this a try for a second. Uh, put your hand on this piece of paper and look at your hand without looking at your hand like soften your gaze and be just like open to whatever energies and seeing whatever you see don't blink that's the hard part yeah (laughs) the blinking is the hard part um blinking moving your eyes is really tough to not do too because if you move your eyes a lot of the time you can't like you unfocus back to that um Usually, I'll start, like, once the gaze is softened, I'll start seeing a bright white light highlighting my fingers. Totally. I absolutely saw that. And when you said, like, this is, like, you kind of walked me through, like, what I should be expecting to see. And I can see the white light very easily. And the second time through, uh, because I, then I blinked and I had to start over. And the second time through, that white light was so intense. Yeah. It was, like, it, it wasn't just there's was a highlight around my hand. It was, like, this white light, like, was emanating from my fingers. And I know that sounds cheesy if you're not into auras, but that's really what it looked like. It was so bright. Dude, that's the first layer of your vibes. Yeah, it was a very, very bright white. Yeah, but then it will start to filter out to another color. Right, and this is what I wasn't expecting. But you got to, like, wait a little bit. You do have to be patient. <laughs> um, and I was also expecting it to, like... I was expecting the whole thing to look one color. So I was expecting, you know, that white light to that sort of white glow around my the edge of my hand to not be white and instead be like it's bright red right. or it's like deep green. Right. And and it wasn't like that. And it was the white faded out and on the outer edges of the white was a new color. Yeah. And if you stare for long enough, if you can hold that gaze for long enough, you might even see that um, layer of color expand. Um, and you might see it even turning into different colors, possibly. I'm not that uh, talented. I can see the bright white and then I see the one color And then I'm like, okay, my eyes can't hold this for that long. But there are said to be, you know, much like the chakras, there are said to be seven layers of uh, auric bodies, too. Really? Yeah. Um, Do the different layers have different, like, meanings? Like, the color you see first is the outward presenting, and the color you see second is something else? They do all correspond to, like, something. And they're all, like, you know, depending on what you're looking at, it'll... It'll be something different, but like the layer closest to your body is called like the etheric body or like the physical, you know, 
layer. I assume, I'm not an expert in this, but I assume that the bright white is what that is. Okay. Um, and then it'll go on. It'll it'll push out to the emotional body, the mental body, the astral body, uh, the etheric template, uh, the celestial body, and the causal body. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I think one of the reasons I've always been sort of hesitant to have my aura read is it's very easy for somebody to just stare at another person for five minutes yeah, and be I like, do, but I'd like weird. <laughs> you, your, your aura is blue, fading to purple, fading to pink, fading to yellow. That's $50, please. And I'm always like, I don't have a level of trust in other people to like when, especially when money is involved to do anything like that. But uh, because it's, it's not something I can see, whereas like palmistry or tarot cards or that sort of thing, it's like, well, you know, I can see the thing that you see and you're just interpreting different. It's easier for me to buy into that than it is for me to like pay somebody to read my aura. But if like I liked you reading my aura because I'm like, oh, well, you're not trying to bullshit me. You're just telling me what you see. Yeah, yeah, no, it was more of a, a like a teaching moment, and yeah. and you had already told me that you had been able to see them right. before, so it wasn't like like you already knew what to do. You just needed the affirmation that you knew how to do it. Sure, yes, and, and that that's in fact what seeing a reading an aura is, and it wasn't just like me like being sleep deprived in cooking school. Yeah, no, being like I don't know, man, I see stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. You were totally seeing stuff. Cool. Um, so. I read my hand. You read my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I got the same color the same for color. your hand. Yeah. So we got light blue. We got light blue. Yeah. yeah. It was like a light sky blue. Yeah. Uh, and I was, again, I was expecting it to be um, sort of like a dark color, but it wasn't. It was like a light sky blue. And so I'm kind of curious, like I said, I looked up some color meanings and I was curious what you got for light sky blue. Okay. So I, I've read a lot before that color meanings are bullshit. Like, nobody really knows what they mean. Uh, so take all of this with a grain of salt, sure. listeners. I, I have this website that I like to look at, and I find it from time to time. And the reason that I like it is because a lot of websites will show, like, rainbow colors. Right. Like, the colors of the rainbow, and that's what they mean. Um, I like this one because it goes a little bit deeper than that, and it'll give you different shades and, okay. var- and variants of colors. Wh- what's the website? Uh, the, this website is paranormal.lovetoknow.com. Okay, cool. Um, and it's got to be, there's probably, it's probably a specific article on there. I don't know. Um, but for light blue, it says, you're truthful and serene, and you excel in all fields of communication. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's cool i do you ever like have one of the get like have a personality test or something like that and you're like oh that's yeah. not what i wanted i wanted purple <laughs> i know i mean sometimes sometimes it's hard to hear that we suck <laughs> well i mean i don't think that that like no that's this that's is a the, wonderful yeah, description i don't think that it it's sucks. totally so i mean you might not be serene all the time but <laughs> the the rest is true fair but i do feel like um over the past year through my practice of witchcraft i have become um much more balanced in my emotions it doesn't mean i don't feel a full range of emotions it just feels a little bit more like i am better at um better at my basic state being calm right Rather than my basic state being like 
I don't know, agitated or something. Right. I, I would say that you do excel at communication where maybe maybe you didn't before. Um, I think that you've found in yourself a little more bravery to to say how you feel. Sure. Over yeah. the past few years that I've known you. Yeah, I think that that's fair and true. Um, the thing that I found, so it, like you said, I got the like the colors of the rainbow. Plus uh, the particular uh, resource that I looked at also had um, gold and silver, which was cool. But, oh, mine does too. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Um, and so the, the blue that I read was, it was more indigo. It was There wasn't sky blue as an option. Indigo, which was like a dark blue, was third eye emotions, magical aptitude. I wanted purple because purple was insight, resourcefulness, creativity, a medium, and psychic abilities. So I really I mean, wanted to but, be purple. <laughs> so you have all of those too, but your aura just isn't, or at least the aura that we read. Maybe if we stared at it a little longer, maybe one of your outer auras would show that. Maybe. Um, but it did take us a while because we kept blinking. And yours was sort of a turquoise color. Yeah, mine almost always is. Like, almost all the time, it's like a, a teal or a turquoise or like an aqua blue sort of thing. Um, so what my website says for that is... This is the ultra aura color for a powerful healer. Ooh. Ooh, I know. You help others discover their inner truths. It's usually found in doctors, healers, and counselors. None of which I am. But you are a bartender. I am. That's true. So I, I can be kind of a therapist sometimes when I'm not telling people how much they're my favorites. Which, when I say that to somebody, it means they're not my favorites. Well... We've both got a couple of bluish auras, and it was really fun to give it a try. So I'd recommend that, you know, if this is something that you've never done before, give it a try. And if it doesn't succeed at first, that old adage of try, try again, um, you know, keep practicing. And I, and I think you'd be able to, to see something. You know what I think we should do? What? I think we should stare at Engineer Dan and see if we can read his. Uh, do you think the fact he's wearing a bright red hoodie is going to affect this? No, I think we just stare at the top of his head. It might be okay. Okay. Let's try it in a minute. All right. We'll, we're we're going to take a little break, and we're going to stare at Engineer Dan and see if we can get a color. And then we'll be back to talk about lavender. Totally witches. So we took a little break, and during that break, we did a quick aura read on Engineer Dan, and we got uh, we got different readings. We did, but what was common about both of our readings was that we didn't get the bright white outline. Neither of us got the bright white from his yeah. aura. Engineer Dan has no white light. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he goes straight to color. I think it's because he's a Scorpio, and he needs to be contrary to everything else. <laughs> Potentially. Um, so I got sort of this like, I, I want to say orange, but like it was a mixture of like a, a muddy orange, um, like a rusty orange color. But the things that I found for orange auras were um, energy, productive, brave, addiction, and seeking to find bliss. Oh, so completely complimentary to that. I got like a darker blue off of Dan. And with the descriptions that I have, I would say that his, for me, was most closely to royal blue, which means, Engineer Dan, that you are a highly developed spiritual, 
highly developed spiritual, intuitive, or clairvoyant. Uh, You have a very generous and giving spirit, which is absolutely true. true, um, And you are always open to new possibilities. Cool. Yeah. I'm a little jealous of Dan's aura. (laughs) (laughs) We should all be a little jealous of Dan's aura. That makes Dan so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So, as promised at the top of the episode, uh, we have a new herb to select for today and and to talk about today. And the reason I chose this particular herb uh, with an H is that it is used for increased awareness, meditation, and mystical rituals. And I felt like those descriptions fit into an aura really nicely. With an H. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever we get merch, that's the first thing I'm making is herb with a triple underlined H. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we're going to talk about lavender. Which is, I think, a herb that everybody is familiar with. It's like long and skinny with little long, skinny, silvery green leaves and purple flowers. Everybody's aware of the smell of lavender. Very aromatic. Yes. It's used in all kinds of body products and essential oils and incense and candles. So, I think that the most important question when it comes to lavender, though, is can you smoke it? You can. Yes. Yeah, man. (laughs) So I'm really excited to smoke this one uh, because I I couldn't find any research or readings on uh, properties of smoking lavender beyond the typical, it's good for bronchial things. And so I think our default now is if you can smoke a herb, it's probably going to like have some sort of cleansing, clearing thing for your lungs right up until you smoke it daily, like seven times or more a day. And then it becomes a problem. (laughs) But, um, I do want to point out at the sort of top of this uh, topic that lavender is one of those um, herbs that um, should not be used if you are pregnant. You shouldn't smoke while you're pregnant, but you should also be very conscious of using um, too many uh, lavender products or in specifically ingesting too much lavender while pregnant. It can uh, have uh, side effects to menstrual cramps and that sort of thing that are not good for babies. Uh, as well as um, too, ingesting too much lavender oil or using too much lavender oil in general can actually be poisonous and toxic. Oh. So use it sparingly. You have to use quite a lot. But, you know, <laughs> if you were to like think to yourself, I'd really like a sexy massage in lavender essential oil, You the masseuse actually dilutes uh, lavender essential oil into massage oil as opposed to like just rubbing somebody down in lavender oil that's that's going to have a, an adverse effect I, I i'm really glad that you pointed that out dude um yeah. because lavender is very pungent yes. in in its smell and um and a lot of people will use like mists and yeah. stuff like on their bedding for yep. it because it is one of those herbs that because of its aromatics it can like you know, help with sleeping and stuff yeah, like absolutely, that. and it, and that's great. And and most products that you're buying are like already diluted. So if you right. use a lavender scented shampoo and conditioner, and soap and moisturizer, and you mist your sheets, that's you're gonna reek like a flower. But you know, you do you. It's not going to have that negative of an effect. But if you really start like 
ingesting lavender on a regular basis uh, in high quantities or using high quantities of undiluted oil, it's going to have a toxic effect. Cool. Well, let's not do that then. But we are going to smoke it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to let you light this up. Um, and so today we're actually um, smoking out of a bowl uh, or pipe or whatever. I don't know. Look at this noob being like, it's a thing. It is a glass <laughs> pipe because okay. we didn't have a ton of it. Yeah. So we just have to make sure that we only light, like, don't totally blaze it, dude, because we have to get let Engineer Dan have some too. Uh, I am going to do my very best to do, I think I should smoke last because this is probably the okay. third time I've ever smoked out of one of these. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. I know, it's, do you I want don't me to hold doing. it for you? It has a carburetor. So. No, no. I know how to do it. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm not good at it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to light this little baby up. Sweet. Uh, well, you give that a try. This lavender is from my garden. I grew this, which is why we only have a little tiny bit, because this is the first year for my lavender plant. And you should only ever harvest a third of anything. So, you know, if it's only got like nine stalks, you're only taking three. And it turns out three dried stalks of lavender does not give you very much lavender. Uh, it's still smoking, dude. Hit it. You have to put your finger on yes, the I, hole. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so harsh. It is so harsh. It ta- it kind of tastes how I expected it to taste. It does taste very flowery. Oh, my, my lungs are burning from it. Just burning. <coughs> oh, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> smooth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like that one at all. This is the first. Okay, so episode 16. This is like the eighth like herb we've smoked or something like that and this is the first one i actually don't like and i'm so sad dude it's so fucking harsh <laughs> i love the engineer dan it's like no i'm good yeah and we're like yeah we'll he's, just keep smoking it it's terrible like <laughs> a double and triple hit every other thing that we smoked and he's like mm, i'm good all fucking set man i don't blame you i'm only going to continue smoking it because i want to see if it makes me high <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think it will. I mean, I think you can keep trying, but I like I don't think it has any um, uh, properties like that. So far, it doesn't seem like it does. No, I just feel like my mouth is full of flowers, teeny tiny aromatic purple flowers, and uh, I I it tastes good. It's yeah. a nice it's a nice break from the traditional like minty grassy plant taste. Yeah, it yeah, it does taste very different. I don't think <laughs> Junior Dan's totally critical of the way I'm holding <laughs> and manipulating this thing. You're doing a great job, dude. You look like a pr- fucking professional pack Oh smoker. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think delicious. I'm all set with it too. Yeah, though, I, 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 it's like, I don't gonna, like I'm this one. Stamp it out. I like the flavor a lot. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I would say a lot, but I like the flavor enough. It's just super harsh on the lungs. I mean, this was very dry. And so, yeah, it it does have a slight floral taste. It has more of a burning Ugh. taste than I would want. Um, I, and usually it's not smoked on its own. It's put in with a blend of uh, different things so that you, oh, like, that it lends sense. its flavor um, and properties to things. And most often um, it is used to smoke before bed uh, because it does have a calming effect. So lavender um, tends to have uh, sort of a, like... 
a calming, peaceful, um, like freeing uh, effect, whether, you know, it's the scent or ingested um, or in this case smoked. And so that's also one of the reasons that it's often included in smoke cleansing bundles mm-hmm. um, is that um, it is used for that sort of like calming effect and peace of mind. Okay, cool. So you can smoke it before bed. Same reason you like put a little sachet and, and a dream pillow um, under your pillow or that sort of thing. But um, it's also used for a variety of other things. So it is most commonly used in a celebration of summer. It's very common for midsummer festivals um, and also mystical rituals. Okay. So that's the sort of like the two different properties that I found for it was that it's either um, like stability and calm and peace of mind and freedom and then on the other side of that fence is things like meditation and increased awareness and um, purification uh, and and that sort of uh, openness to which I think comes with like freedom and peace of mind oh yeah I but do. just a general totally. sense of well-being it is associated with air and water in terms of elements and is commonly associated with the third eye. Uh, and then the other things that I found for it in terms of sp- uh, specific spell use, it can be used to attract men. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, that's just what we want. <laughs> uh, it's used for happiness. Um, spells and rituals for long life, spells to induce sleep, um, spells for banishing harmful spirits, which I thought was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And then on the medicinal side, um, again, this sort of sleep-inducing calm. It's used for anxiety. Um, it's got a long list of things, but my favorite use for it, and I did brew us some lavender tea. As you take the flowers, not the leaves, but the dried flower buds, and you need to make sure that they are um, the like food safe, food grade buds because you can buy two different types, and if you just buy generic buds, you don't know what they've been sprayed with. Right. And so you want to make sure that like things that you're buying to put in like a little sachet in your underwear drawer to make your skivvy smell floral is like is not always going to be safe to ingest yeah dude because that's potpourri yes exactly you, you don't ingest <laughs> you don't make tea in a potpourri uh, but this lavender that i got is um grown stripped dried specifically for tea mm-hmm. and is like herbicide pesticide free and all that goodness so i brewed it steeped it in some um just under boiling water for three minutes and the fun thing about lavender tea it smells really good it smells like lavender and this is just tea. I put no sweetener in it. It's better with honey. But I was going to say, I was going to ask you if there was honey. It actually tastes quite nice without honey. Yeah. And it tastes it tastes like, like lavender. You would think lavender would taste yeah. like. <laughs> and it and it makes this sort of like pale green tea. Mm-hmm. It's like not even, it's like this bluish purplish green. And it is used for upset stomachs and cramps for menstrual cycles. Oh, good. So yeah. So this is, although it's not a today problem, this is my go-to <laughs> it's an, in the future problem. <laughs> it's my go-to solution when I've got cramps. I drink lavender tea, and it works. No kidding. Yeah, All right. It works I'm for me. Try this I mean, out. it's not going to work for everyone because everybody's bodies are different. But right, it works for me. I do a lot of like at-home tea stuff for when I get sick, though. So this is going to be a good thing to add to my arsenal. Yeah, and it's just it's nice. It's light. You can chug a mug and chug a mug, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not harsh and it's caffeine-free and all that goodness. <laughs> Oh, I love it. But yeah, it t- it does. It tastes the way you think lavender. It, it tastes the way lavender smells. 
So yeah, dude, I dig yeah. it. So auras, I really wanted mine to be purple. It's sky blue. Damn, got a better what? one. I don't know. It was pur- <laughs> it was purple once before. It could be purple again. We change, and with our change, our auras change, and we're constantly changing. Who knows? You could be orange next. I don't. I don't yeah, no, I'm gonna skip orange. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go straight to like silver. <laughs> Ooh, I know, dude. Like the silver and gold. I didn't even read what those meant, but that would be pretty fucking cool. Uh, awesome. Like, my aura sparkles, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking vampire. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before we uh, leave you off today, we wanted to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, again, just quick shout out to Kate. Thank you so much for sending us pictures of your kitties. Thank you, Kate. We love you. Thank you, Kelly, for sending us a picture of your kitty. We just saw that. We're going to uh, share that on Instagram momentarily. Yes, Miss Remy Marie. Remy. Oh, so cute. <laughs> uh, and then a huge shout out to our friend Eric Worthen, who left us a comment on Facebook. So I have my own Facebook, which I don't use. It does post from our Instagram, though, because... Facebook owns Instagram. One of these days we'll create a 5C2P pod in or Facebook. Maybe. But not today. <laughs> but I did have <laughs> we did have a friend who reached out and left a comment on one of our 5C2P posts sharing about um, his recent experiences exploring um, natural remedies <gasps> and uh, foraging in the woods for mushrooms and other things and just how many things there are around you in urban foraging that if you go like if you know what you're looking for can be used for medicinal and and teas and that sort of thing and um and i thank you eric for you know listening to the podcast sharing a comment with us and would love to hear more about your exploration on this side of things i think it's fascinating we're all learning together and kudos to you man keep keep it up totally thanks eric that was super rad if you want to give us a shout out or uh, drop us a line, again, you can reach us at 5C2PPod on Instagram or 5C2PPod at gmail.com. Till next time, witches. Remember, no Nazis, no pervs. Totally. You said skins. <laughs> <laughs> I did say skivvies. <laughs> I, like, I think it's a great term. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Not quite knickers. <laughs> oh, knickers. <laughs> <laughs>